Welcome back to 35mm Podcast. I'm Thomas, that's Zach. And Zach, today we are doing the movie that basically we kind of started this podcast for, in a way. Yeah. Every, almost every episode, like if there was new news about this movie, we'd share that at the end. Yeah. So yeah, we've had a lot leading up to this. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this has been the movie that we've by far talked about the most. We said that, you know, the day that this movie came out, we were going to do a review and theoretically, we we are doing it the day it comes out. Yeah. We saw it a day early. Yeah. So um, the movie, of course, that we were talking about is Spider-Man No Way Home. Most, I think most anticipated movie of the year. Oh, I think by far. I don't yeah. think, uh, I think maybe, um, maybe the Bond movie might rival it, but not in the oh, same way. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I, 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 think, I don't think there's anything I that think there's would just even a, be close. There's just set such a big following with the Marvel movies like the, and and then Spider-Man of course like mm. on it, on its own. Yeah, I mean I I think um obviously Spider-Man falls into the Marvel category, but I think Spider-Man itself even has a ginormous following and mm-hmm. in, in the same way as Marvel. I mean, we were we went to Regal last night and we were in a packed uh packed theater and how many other theaters were showing that movie? think four yeah i mean there were a lot of people there but also like something about just like the energy in that room like you could tell that everyone was so excited to be there and that's why they were there at 10 o'clock on a thursday night yeah no everyone wanted to be a part of that all right um we're gonna start with a spoiler free review of this movie yeah so i you know spoiler free i think it was good it was good all right so we'll go into the spoilers now yep okay cool so um the most, and you know, I I think in terms of anticipated movies, you know, you can say that a lot of movies are anticipated, but I I don't think there's ever been at least to my remembrance of a movie that's coming out of an anticipated moment in a movie. Yeah. Um. And I think they did it just about as perfectly as they could. Well, yeah, because like Endgame, like even like with Endgame, you're like, okay, like we don't know, like how people are going to come back like if they're going to bring back these heroes that died like there was no like anticipation of like what exactly was going to happen yeah um but like with this like everyone's like oh andrew garfield and toby Maguire need to come back for this yeah no that i i think this movie was you know it, it wasn't a, it, it isn't a, a f d c b a grade scale no. it was pass or fail Yep, and if those two didn't come back, if it would it would have been a failure in terms of what people wanted. It may have been a great movie, like you said yesterday. The it would, still would have been a great movie. Oh yeah, I said like probably about right right before like, they came back. It, it was like an hour into the movie, maybe yeah, like, like forty five minutes into the movie. I was like, you know, even if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire don't show up. This is still a good movie. Like I, yeah. like it's it's everything that I really want it to be. Like I like how they're using the villains. I like how they're trying to give them a redemption. Um, I like seeing the villains this way. Yeah, um, it, it 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 was like a like Aunt May would always say like everyone deserves the second chance, and I think that was what they tried to or what they were trying to do with all the villains. It it was funny. So. Um, we can start at the beginning really quick. Lots yeah. of great references, like right out of the gates, like they start referencing other Spider-Man movies. Um, Ned's girlfriend from Spider-Man Far From Home, 
the blonde girl that he sits next to on the plane. Yeah. Um, she's like a new, like a school news reporter. And right at the beginning of the movie, like she says, uh, they talked about how Peter Parker has to go to school with everyone knowing that he's Spider-Man and everyone that hates him or either, either loves him or hates him. And, uh, she says, go get him tiger. Or should I say spider? And like the go get him tiger is obviously a reference to MJ from the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Yeah. Um, that was something that she said to Well, I, I, you know, it's going to be hard to stay in a con, like a, follow a certain pattern with this yeah. movie we're going to be all over yeah especially but, since we didn't get to take notes because we we're sitting in a theater watching this movie yeah so. for sure but um i think this movie had more references to previous movies and you know just social media references mm-hmm. than any movie i think i've ever seen and it did it amazingly yeah i mean there were so many references. you know uh the scene where toby mcguire is talking about how amazing andrew garfield is or yeah. how he's calling him amazing. He's like, he's like, no, you're amazing. Say it. You're amazing. And he, yeah. And Toby McGuire is like, I, or uh, Andrew Garfield's like, I just needed to hear that, man. I, I needed that. And then, you know, they, they each have their own uncle Ben, aunt may story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they each have their own MJ. Um, the reference when, um, Zendaya falls off the statue of Liberty, by the way, the statue of Liberty with the Avengers, the, shield, the Captain America one of shield. the coolest things I've ever seen. It was really, really cool. Yeah, um, too so, bad it got destroyed. <laughs> yes, not the statue is still standing, just the shield fell off. Yes, so uh, when Zendaya falls and um, Tom Holland tries to get her, but Green Goblin, uh, Willem Dafoe gets him, and then Andrew Garfield saves her. It was kind of a reference back to when he couldn't save Emma Stone, which was a very cool reference. Yeah, and then like you see his character get emotional right after that scene mm-hmm. too. Um, like he asks MJ if she's okay, and she's like, "Yeah, are, are you okay?" Because mm-hmm. he's like starting to like he's almost crying. Like, he has tears in his eyes. Yeah, he because you know she doesn't know yeah. the the reference to that. Um, and then uh, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, I was calling it that aunt may was going to die. Like as soon as that scene started where, Mm -hmm. uh, they were in that lobby of the building and before she even like injected him with the thing, I was like, Oh, aunt may is going to die right here. Like I can just tell. Yeah. And then, and then it was really cool how she said the great power comes great responsibility line, which is what both uncle Ben said the day they died, like right before they died. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I thought that was very cool how, you know, that, that entire scene where he was trying to cure them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool how the, 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 I guess the progression of Willem Dafoe in that scene, how he goes from a very helpful scientist, you know, a really vulnerable trying to help out to Doc Ock getting saved Doc Ock talking, talking to basically him and saying like, are you ready to be normal again and be a good person? I think that kind of starts to get the gears moving in yeah. his brain. Well, they, they kind of switch places then. Mm-hmm. Cause at first like Doc Ock was the one that was like giving a lot of pushback and Willem Dafoe, um, Norman Osborn's trying to help Peter, mm-hmm. like to help cure them. Yeah. And then once they do cure Doc Ock and fix the chip on the back of his head, yeah, he's now really helpful and for a little bit both of them are yeah and then norman osborne 
Green Goblin comes back into his mind. Yeah, you, and you he switches. You can see it in the scene where he's uh, facing that bulletin board. Yeah, and it, it it just he like turns around, and you can just tell that. Yeah, you know that they did a great job with his. Um, I guess it'd be kind of his makeup of his face, mm-hmm. how it, it's a little bit different when he's Norman Osborn and when he's the Green Goblin. He's got more of like a twisted look. To yeah. Him. Yeah, he looks real sickly in the face yeah. when he's the Green Goblin. And you could see in that scene when he turned that he had changed his facial you know, features. Um, so let's kind of go uh, villain by villain. So the first villain, obviously introduced in the movie, is um, Alfred Do- Molina playing Doc, Doc Ock. Ock. Yeah. yeah, so Peter's on the bridge trying. Which happened a lot sooner than I thought it would, too. Yeah, no, that was pretty instantaneous. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I think this movie, it this was, it moved at an insane pace. It got a lot done. It got a lot. But that could have been a four-hour movie. Really quick, before we move on from the scene we were just talking about in Happy's apartment yeah. with all the villains there, mm-hmm. it was really interesting how all the tension is on Jamie Foxx's Electro because you keep seeing him like skeptical and him wanting to resist and like he he can feel the power that he's capable of. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be cured. He mm-hmm. he kind of he wants to feel all that power. So you're thinking that he's going to be the one that gets the other guys to turn. Yeah, but it ends up being Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. It, he he is one one click of his healer away. Yeah. When Norman Osborn you know loses his mind and he rips yeah. it off, and then it just becomes chaos. Which like so it didn't take any convincing for Jamie Fox. But, no. like, I thought that he was going to be the one to just, like, start it all. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, they're on the bridge, and um, Peter, uh, P- I, let's let's say Tobey Maguire's Peter 1, Andrew Garfield's Peter 2, Tom Holland's Peter 3. Just this is for- confusing, because they did it the opposite way <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> well, we'll do it by a sequence of their movies being released. All right. So, Tom Holland is on the bridge trying to talk to... Uh, the kind of the admissions director of MIT. Yes, the vice president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. vice president of MIT. Because because of the controversy of um, him being Spider Man, Ned, MJ, and Peter, all three get rejected from MIT. Yeah, they they and don't they, get into MIT. And, and Peter got rejected from all his backup schools as well. Yeah, he didn't get in anywhere, and so he goes to talk to her because his. Uh, Ned's original friend and then the guy who wants to be friends with Peter, guy who writes the book, tells him that she's going to catch a plane. Yeah, it was Flash. Yeah, so he Peter goes and tries to get her, catches her, and is basically like, hey, will you let me in? It? Let us into MIT. It's not their fault. Don't let me in. I screwed up. Let them in. They yeah. didn't do anything. As that happens, you see cars start getting smashed from under the bridge. And- Peter has his his spidey sense kicks in. He's like looking around like what's going on and he sees like people start running. And, yeah. he, and that's when he's like why are you guys running? And then like yeah, those cars start getting smashed. Mm-hmm. The arms, you see the arms come up from the bridge. Yeah. And then you get the scene that everyone saw in the trailer where Alfred Molina comes out from the smoke and says, "Hello, Peter." Yeah. And then um it it takes a little while they they have a skirmish uh the the vice president is in danger for a little while, but Peter gets her saved, mm-hmm. saves another family in the process. It, it takes until Doc Ock, he breaks off a piece of uh, Peter's suit, yeah. and it's like his chest. 
Yeah. And then, so if you saw in the trailer how Doc Ock has the red arms, mm-hmm. I was curious on how he'd get, like, how he got those, like, if he made new arms. Yeah. But it was actually just, he absorbed, like, the nanotech from Peter's suit. Yeah, from Steck, or, uh, Stark Technology. Yeah. Uh, it and goes then, into him. And then it's, you know, it becomes a very simple, um, almost like a phone to a Bluetooth. Yeah. He basically just says, you know, link new device, and he has complete control of the the arms yeah so peter ends up using that to his advantage but when doc ock takes that piece off his chest because it's the nanotech technology when uh doc ock goes to like kill uh, yeah he, peter, he tries he to goes stab for him, yeah. he goes for his chest and his mask moves from his face to his chest to block it mm-hmm. and then that's when doc ock realizes that this is not his peter parker yeah he's like you're not peter parker and then it, it once he has control of him, he starts to explain to him like this is not, you know, this is not your universe. We've opened a multiverse, and then that's when the Green Goblin gets introduced. They throw, he throws one of his uh, bombs, the pumpkin it, bombs. Yeah, yeah, it explodes, and then as he's flying towards Peter, uh, looks like he's about to get him. Pretty much, yeah. Peter doesn't have any, you know, he, he doesn't shoot any webs or anything. He's kind of in shock. Yeah. Um, a portal opens from Doctor Strange, and he goes into the the cave, basically his or his dungeon. It's, that yeah, it's like it. a basement in the Sanctum. Is that what it would I be called? The Sanctum, going. basically. Doctor they call Strange, it a like, wizard's dungeon. Yeah, it's like the it's like the temple from the Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they go there, and I will say, so since we're going villain by villain, I was not impressed with the lizard CGI. No, not very much at all. And you know, okay, that, it seemed like a step back from Marvel's CGI. Like watching the lizard talk was really like uncomfortable. Yeah. So the wizard, obviously referring to, is Doctor Kurt Connors, who is in um, the Amazing Spider-Man. Obviously, yes. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, and he has already been captured by Doctor Strange. And basically, what they have, the technology they have with the portals. Is they shoot them with a like a portal gun or whatever, and it puts them right into their jail cell. So it's pretty easy to capture them. Actually. And then uh, Doctor Strange gives Peter like a, an attachment for his suit that does the same thing. So basically, if he like punches them with that like activated, it teleports them right to these like cages, pretty much. Exactly. And so once that happens, we start to realize. Well, before we say that, a very good. And unnecessary jump scare with the lizard. I was not ready for a jump scare in that movie. And the the lizard popped up behind Peter. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, I think that was a um, like foreshadowing for the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because that's going to yeah. be like a, like a horror movie, they say. Yeah, so uh, what was really cool about the theater we were watching, and it's called a RPX, a Regal Premium Experience. And the way that works is the chairs that are in there are synced up to the music. They have subwoofers in them. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of bounce. You know, if the music's upbeat, it'll kind of bounce your chair. If it's slow, you don't really feel anything. If there's an explosion, it shakes. Yeah, which is a uh, which that was the first time I've ever been in a theater like that. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. So, uh, Kinley, her uncle has a home theater. Okay. Um, and uh, he has seats hooked up like that wow. in his basement, and it's really cool. So I haven't watched a movie down there yet. Um, but I've like, he, he had me sit in them one time when he was just playing music so I could feel it. Yeah. That's, that that that's was my first cool. time other than universal studios. There's like a Shrek 
Oh, okay. it's like a Shrek, like they call it 5D because they do like a thing like where they spray like a smell for one of the things. They do like a wind on your feet when there's like supposed to be like something running by you. Oh, okay. and then the, and then the uh, you feel the sound in the seats. So like that was my first time seeing like a full movie. Yeah. Through. Well, the, yeah, it, it was pretty cool because in those seats when that jumps that jump scare happens, it kind of jumps you. Yeah. And uh, it, it was very cool the way that happened. So we're in the wizard's dungeon, as they call it, and basically Doc Ock is. You know, he's kind of being a jerk, but he's also not... He's kind of being, you know, complacent with them. He's being a little helpful. He's giving them some information that they definitely did not know. Yeah, you know, he he says, uh, you know, on the bridge when he sees the Green Goblin, he says, Norman. And then later we find out he's talking about Norman Osborn of Oscorp. And he's convinced that he's dead. And that's when we start to realize that if we get them sent back to their multi... Or their universe, they will be killed. Mm-hmm. They just go right back to where they left off, which all of them it's left death. off right at the moment that they die. Yeah. So uh, the the lizard in that scene doesn't talk. We later find out that he obviously does talk. So after that happens, they decide that they need to find out what's going on. So they uh, Ned and MJ and Tom Holland, Peter Parker all start to work together to find disturbances kind of in their area. And they see one in a field out by an army base. Mm-hmm. And they originally think it's the Green Goblin. Yes. They get out there. And as Peter's walking around, it's a real suspenseful scene. We see some sand sp- start to move around. We're like, okay. And you just sand. see it in the background. Yeah, he doesn't even see it. Yeah, he, he said he saw like some movement but didn't know what it was. So we see the, we, you know, we, we know the Sandman is there. And then Electro. Um, and last time we saw Sandman, he had become good by the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And like just kind of started leaving Spider-Man alone. Yeah, no, he, he actually helps out Spider-Man. Yeah. He, uh, he takes care of Spider-Man's version of the, like, the lizard mm-hmm. and uh, takes care of him. And, so, and then he eventually is like, okay, yeah, we're good. I'm sorry. I, I didn't kill your uncle. Yeah. I know the guy who did. I'm sorry that happened. And basically, they make a truce. Yeah. So, which also is interesting because Sandman and the Lizard are the only two villains that didn't die fighting Peter Parker. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm wondering like how they fit into that. Because uh, the movie never addresses that. How how that since they didn't die, they still got moved into the, you know, into their universe. Yeah. Because it talked about like how the problem was that if they sent them back, they would all die because they all died fighting Peter Parker. And Doctor Strange says it's their fate. But Sandman and Lizard don't die. Yeah, no, they, they do not die. So, um, you know, as that happens, we see that um, Electro is starting to gain some energy from the, you know, the electrical fields. Mm-hmm. And then Peter's like, okay... That doesn't seem like something I want to deal with. And he shoots him with the Doctor Strange thing. Well, obviously, that goes through his body, hits a tree. And one of the funnier parts of the movie, the tree that it hits goes into the prison. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a scene later on where Ned's like, hey, is this a villainous tree or a uh, just a regular tree? And Electro, who had later gotten captured, says, no, that's just a tree. 
Yep. So um, oh, it's also funny when they finally uh, get Electro to calm down and they're like trying to explain everything to him because Sandman originally helps Peter. Yeah. He doesn't. So, he doesn't know this Peter Parker, and he's just he's helping him stop Electro. They get Electro calmed down, and uh, he's naked. Yes. Jamie Foxx's Electro is just standing there naked, and obviously it doesn't show anything. It's a Marvel movie. Yeah. But he's just standing there naked, and they're talking to him, and he's like, are you guys just going to pretend that I'm not standing here butt-ass naked? Yeah, yeah. Probably the best one-liner of the entire yeah. movie. And so uh, when, when that happens, uh, he gets him captured. Sandman obviously has helped him. And then what happens is they're talking, and Electro starts to regain some more power. And Peter's like, okay, this is my chance to get him captured. Shoots him with the portal. He goes to the jail or to the dungeon or whatever. Yeah. And then Sandman starts to freak out. Oh, he out. gets scared. He, he's, he's like, did you kill him? What did you just do? Yeah. And then he's like, I don't trust you. I don't know you. Yeah. And he's about to go at Peter. Like, he's getting angry. And then Peter sends him, like, immediately. Yeah. So he, he sends him. And then basically everyone is captured uh, barring the Green Goblin at that point. Mm-hmm. And then so after that scene, when they, they, they all kind of start to rehash, you know, um, Jamie Foxx and the Lizard see each other. They call them by their names of Max, and then he calls him Dr. Kirk Connors. Mm-hmm. And then um, Melina and the Sandman, I believe, have a little bit of an interaction. Not They've never yeah. interacted, but they both uh, so, know who well, their Peter is. Well, because... Uh, Doc Ock is talking about how he's like that guy you saw on the bridge like had like that was Norman Osborn but the thing is Norman Osborn died fighting Spider-Man a couple years ago and then and, Sandman and then says Sandman well Dr. Otto, Otto Octavius died too yeah not knowing that that is Octavius yeah and then so he's like he's like they both died fighting Spider-Man yeah and so then we cut to the scene in the alleyway where the Green Goblin is kind of left now we're to Norman Osborn. He's trying to throw all of his Green Goblin stuff away. He doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. He's in a very he's very confused, doesn't know what's going on because he doesn't know that he's in a new universe yet. Yeah. And then we see the mask start talking to him just like um, you know, in the first Spider-Man. Yeah, when he's talking to himself house. in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And so he crushes the mask. Which explains why he doesn't have a mask on the rest of the movie. Yeah, and then you see that in the trailer for like a split second. You see him flying without the mask on. And people were wondering if that was actually going to be Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin. Yeah, so... Or as the Hobgoblin, I think is... Well, yeah, that is Which, something that they missed. Well, that they didn't have... Um, oh... Not Zach Efron. Um, James Franco. James Franco. He's in a lot of legal issues right now. Yes. Yeah. So he was obviously not in the movie. And then who was Andrew Garfield's? Um, I don't remember his name. It was another Harry Osborn. Yeah. The, the kid with the real spiked up hair. Yeah. It was kind of like an emo look. Yeah. So those two weren't in it. Not, not that it was necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, for nostalgia reasons, having Zach Efron in the movie would have been cool. But, you know, like you said, probably wouldn't have been the best. James Franco. What did I say? Zach Efron again? Yep. Uh, Dane DeHaan. Oh, okay. This That's name? okay. So this guy. Yeah, yeah. Real spiked up hair. Uh, or he has the spiked up hair in the movie, not yeah. there. But yeah, he has a spiked up hair as the hop guy. Exactly. Yeah, real creepy looking dude. Yeah. Oh, so uh, as that's going on, he 
realizes Norman does, he's still Norman at this point, that he needs to find something. So he goes to Aunt May's, what's it called? Feast? Feast. Yeah, goes to Feast. Which, I don't know how, like, how much you've sp- followed Spider-Man. Did you play the Spider-Man PS4 I did, game? yeah, yeah. So I really thought this was going to be a Sinister Six movie. The Sinister Six is like the six villains that all team up against Peter Parker and like they've been in the comic books a lot. Oh, okay. And that's what they were trying to do with Spider-Man 3, the original like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. was set up for the fourth movie that they ended up canceling that was going to be a Sinister 6 movie. Okay. So it was going to have six villains and like the Sinister 6 members have changed throughout the movies uh, and comic books like um but they're all it's always six villains that want to team up to get Peter Parker. But they only had five this entire movie, uh-huh. and it like it seriously like I thought that either uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture from from the uh, Homecoming Homecoming uh, universe was gonna either join them or we were gonna get some version of Venom or we were gonna get some secret sixth villain that had not been hinted at yet. Yeah, yeah. And then it never happened. Yeah, no, it, it never did happen. And some could argue that. Although he's not a villain in this movie, um, Doctor Strange is kind of an antagonist. In a way. He, because like him and Peter have a conflict, and yeah. and Peter's on this mission, and Doctor Strange is just trying to stop him. Yeah, I and mean, they, they, they have a fight scene at yeah, one Yeah, he's point. definitely not a bad guy in the movie, but he's no. just like he's just trying to stop Peter, and it, like he's kind of like an antagonist. Yeah, um, so uh, Aunt May calls Peter... And says, hey, one of your villains is at my homeless shelter. You need to come here. And, you know, we all think that he's, like, destroying the place. Yeah. And we, you know, Peter crushes in there. And everything kind of seems pretty normal. He's like, where's Aunt May? Where's well, he, Aunt has, May? he has the suit. He starts putting on the Spider-Man suit, like, with the nanotech. But he doesn't have the mask on because everyone knows who he is. Yeah. So and he's, like, going, where's May? And everyone's, like, pointing. And then he runs in and finds Norman sitting at the at a table talking to May. Yeah, and I mean, he, he looks he, he looks, looks real run down, yeah. He's he's wearing like a beat-up hoodie, which, great costuming. I talked about this last night. Mm-hmm. He had the purple and green costume still, but it was just like ragged clothes and not like a green goblin costume. Yeah. Um, but it still like hinted at his character. Um, and like they're just sitting there and like you can see that he's clearly like in distress and trying to get help. Mm-hmm. And he's back to Norman Osborn and not the Green Goblin. Yeah. Because Norman was always a great guy. Yeah, no, he it was, he was very alter, helpful to Peter. It was the alter ego. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and that's another thing that they referenced. Uh, when they're trying to cure everyone, Norman says, Peter, I might be able to help. You know, I'm, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Yeah, that was a, that was a really good reference to the original, obviously. Um, so he he goes in. And he wants to help him. Mm-hmm. And so he takes him. And a funny scene in the movie is he is, uh, you see Norman stealing donuts, like yeah. hiding them and stuff. And so as that's going on, uh, we see a cut to like strange. They, they all show up in the dungeon and strange shows up with the box. The box that would, if he hits the button, would send all the villains back. It, it just reverses the spell. Yeah, and so that that shows that uh, shows that they would all die, mm-hmm. and he's about to do it. Peter steals it from him, 
And then that is that begins their ensuing battle. They have a uh, you know an interdimensional 3D, insanely uh, beautiful graphical battle. Yeah, basically. If anyone, if you guys have seen Doctor Strange, uh, they go into the Doctor Strange puts Peter in the mirror dimension. Yeah, and they battle and like. He's basically turning the world upside down and making reality whatever he wants it to be to stop Peter. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like a Mysterio fight from the second it, Spider-Man. Like it's like it's just like brain warping and like confusing yeah. to watch. Yeah, it, it was very very cool. It it was a um like inception. Yeah, in a way. That's actually what I was thinking when I was watching the movie. And uh, eventually Peter uses math in a way or uh, physics no, it, was, it was geometry. Yeah. yeah. He recognized like a shape from geometry and uh, he realized like that it was just a spiral and that was like what made up the mirror dimension. Yes. And so he uses that to his advantage, basically traps. Uh, we find out later that he trapped him in there for like 12 hours, um, but he gets the box and then they, that I believe is when they go to Happy's apartment, right? Uh, yeah. So then they go to Happy's apartment and uh, that's when everything happens. He fixes Doc Ock. Doc Ock becomes on their side for the rest of the movie. And then so as, as that's going on, uh, Norman and um, Electro turn. And then he tells Aunt May to run. And then that's when the lobby scene happens. Yes. Peter and the Green Goblin get into a battle. And basically the Green Goblin beats the crap out of it. Oh, 100%. I mean, he, he could have killed him if he chose to. He had him, uh, I mean, in a, in the fetal position, basically dead to rights if he wanted to. He yeah. doesn't. And he ends up hitting Aunt May with his glider, right? Well, before that, Aunt May has the antidote, like the cure for Green Goblin. Yeah. And she's trying to help, and Peter's just trying to tell her to run. And she, Green Goblin's beating the crap out of Peter. She runs up and stabs the cure in his neck, and he throws her off of him, and it doesn't work. Yeah, the, the um, cure doesn't work. And uh, then she's standing there, and he has the glider bust through the door, like the glass windows on the front of the building, and hit her in the back, and it knocks her over. And I thought she was dead right there. Well, see, I, I thought they did a good job of adding suspense to it because it – you know, when it hit her, I thought she was going to be dead, but then it, she immediately stands up uh-huh. and she's fine. And then they, you know, they're about to walk out and she says, let's just sit here for a second. I got to catch my breath. And then it just progresses and progresses and yeah. progresses. And then about two minutes later, she's dead. Yeah. And she's like, I got to catch my breath. And then she's dead. And Peter loses her. He, he reaches under, pulls out a huge thing of blood. And I think that's when he realized she was going to die. He calls out for an ambulance once, but I think he realizes it's a dead, it's a dead cause. Mm-hmm. And then, so she dies and then the SWAT team actually gets a shot on Peter. Yeah. And, um, but he ends up escaping and then, Hap- happy pulls up and blocks the SWAT team for a split second. Yeah. So, uh, Peter can run. Yeah. So Peter ends up running and then that is when it happens. We get a shot to, um, it, it was Ned's living room. It was his uh-huh. ya, Lala or Yaya or something. It was his grandmother's yeah. um, dining table. And him and MJ are sitting there eating. Yeah, and, and they're they're discussing whether they should 
hit the box or not. Yeah, because they, they see everything that happened on the news. Yeah, Peter, Peter basically said, hey, I want to try and help these guys, but if it's not going to happen, send them back. Yeah. He said, I'll text you or call you if that needs to happen. That doesn't happen. He doesn't call him. So, uh, Ned has uh, Doctor Strange's ring, the the two finger ring thing that opens up the portals. Yes, and he's just playing around with it in his hand. Yeah, he, he says he's actually not even trying to open no, a portal. No, he's, when he he's just like it. he's just like twirling in his fingers, like fidgeting. Yeah, and he goes, "Man, I wish we could see Peter right now." Yeah, and then like the flickering happens, and, and MJ that, says, "Do it again." So he starts trying it again. Well, then, see what 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 was cool about that scene, watching it in theaters, was everyone was so on edge if it was, if they were going to come or not. Yeah. Talking about Toby and uh, Andrew Garfield, that when that little flicker happened, and he said, "I just wish we could see Peter Parker," and the flicker happened, it, you know, a everyone little was bit like, of, is this happening? A little bit of rile came about. Everyone was like, "Whoa!" And then it happened again, and we don't see anything. And then it happens again, and we don't see anything. And then it happens again, and we see a Spider-Man in an alley. In an alley. And oh, and you could tell by the shape who who it was. Oh yeah, I mean, I let, like let, let's see. Like immediately, as soon as the portal opens, and I see a Spider-Man in an alley, I go, "That's Andrew Garfield." Like, yeah. I, I said it out loud. I go, "That's Andrew Garfield." Yeah. Um. Uh, so, I, I, I it, it was very obvious, um, that. It, it was Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is about five eleven. I just read. Tom Holland's about five eight. Yeah. That guy, the the Spider Man that we saw was tall and linky. It was yep. very obvious. It had a tall, skinny face too. Yeah. It, it was very obvious who it was, and when we see it, everyone has nervous anticipation. Everybody yeah. starts to cheer a little bit. It, there's there's a and lot of like starts, murmur. Yeah. He starts to run to it, and then he hops in, and. You recognize the suit. Yeah. And he says, he says, who are you guys? Or something like that. Yeah. And it, it still just isn't enough because, you know, their voices are different, but they're, you know, they're bro- both British actors and it's just not, not enough yet. Yeah. And then he takes the mask off and the place erupts. Yeah. I mean, there, the there was cheering, there was cheering like when, like, like we said, there was cheering when like you first see him at the portal. And there was cheering when he f- says his first line, but yeah, as soon as he took off the mask, it just erupted. Yeah, the the place went crazy. And then, and then we were like, I, I mean, I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, how long is it gonna be before Toby shows up then? Well, yeah, well, so and then it's almost instantaneous. Well, yeah, but but before we go to that, what was really cool and uh, maybe not cool, but just funny, was the entire scene of uh, MJ and Ned trying to see if he was really a spider-man mm-hmm. and he you know oh, he jumps yeah. up and puts his hand on the roof and hangs there and he's like is this enough proof and she's like no it's not and then he, uh ned's yaya or whatever says hey while you're up there can you get that cobweb yeah and he crawls over and gets the cobweb and they're like okay maybe it is spider-man but he's like ned's like this isn't the spider-man we need to see and then when MJ, that, MJ says, why don't you just keep trying it until we when, get the right one? When that happens, the place just is like real going. It's real on edge. I really think and, they should have put Danny DeVito in it. 
Like, oh my like God, he opens a portal so and it's just Danny DeVito <laughs> like eating a sandwich. Just Danny DeVito like sitting on a couch eating a sandwich. If they did that, it it would have taken away from the the quality of yeah. the movie. But it would have been or, so funny. He opens a portal and it's the vine of the two Spider-Men like spanking each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a lot they could have done, but he opens the portal, and all we see is a dark figure. And then in walks, not even in a Spider-Man outfit, Tobey Maguire. Looking very rough. <laughs> look, Oh, he looks bad. Yeah, he did not look good at all. Looks real bad. I got to say, Andrew Garfield did an amazing job. Amazing. <laughs> he did an amazing job in all of the interviews he was in. Uh-huh. Like, Jimmy Fallon, like, really tried to get it out of him and was like, um, so, like, when, when do you appear in Spider-Man? And he'd just start laughing and go, I'm not in Spider-Man. He's like, I think that's a great idea. And, like... If they and this was like, like a couple months ago, he yeah. was like, if they want to put me in the movie, like last minute shots, like that would be great. Like I'd love that. And like was like making it sound like he definitely was not in the movie. Yeah. But he thought it was a cool idea. Oh, I mean, so, everyone like, in the movie did a great. Oh not, yeah. They probably well, signed a non-disclosure. Agreement oh, they have and they, to. Yeah. Um, but also Andrew Garfield just had a Netflix movie come out. Okay. Called Tick Tick Boom. It's a musical movie. Um, like it just came out like few weeks ago three weeks four weeks ago maybe yeah so there had to have been some scheduling like at the same time for shooting yeah so that means that everyone in that like that was a part of that movie too probably knew had to sign and had to yeah. keep it quiet so um like i said you know we see toby Maguire walk in and you would have thought the place was you know you would have thought the Colts just won the super bowl the place a lot of nerds exploded. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the place goes crazy. I mean, it, it was a solid... Marvel did an incredible job. Oh, they, they made it... They met every expectation anyone had. Oh, yeah. But what, what I was going to say was they did an incredible job. Uh, almost kind of a, almost kind of a, a little cocky uh, thing by when we see... Uh, Toby Maguire, he doesn't have a line for about five seconds. We just see oh, him yeah. standing there, and I think they put that in because they knew people were going to be clapping. Oh, absolutely! Stuff. It's like uh, when Captain America catches Thor's hammer. Yeah. There's not a line for a few seconds yeah. because, like, when I was in theaters, I saw uh, that was Endgame, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I saw Endgame late. Like okay. I, I just I didn't have time to go see. It. Like I saw Endgame like weeks after like it had been like three weeks since it was really okay years. yeah and i saw it and the place still erupted when yeah. cap when captain america caught the yeah uh, mjolnir it, it was very 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 cool so place explodes and then uh basically toby and andrew have a uh five second skirmish they shoot webs at each other and stuff and uh that's when they find out that toby actually shoots the webs out of no, his that's, body that's later that's in the well, lab. that's when Andrew finds out because he sees him shoot it, and it stops his web shooter. Yeah, and he's like, "They," but I don't think he realizes it yet. Though. Yeah, it probably doesn't realize it exactly. But uh, that's when they're like, "Oh, that's another funny scene." When she's like, "Will you just clean up the webs you shot?" Like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry." Um, it just kind of shows the, you know, he really is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter's not, you know, like Iron Man, like a jerk, like well, Iron Man, or and like it's funny because the three of them like. They're these like weirdos. Like they're 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 socially awkward, nerdy people, and they're 
three they're they're different but they're the same person yeah in a so, way so seeing them interact together is really fun well yeah so they they, they cut to the uh or the science lab where they're trying to make more cures and they're getting them you know they're getting the cures to work oh you, you skipped one what did i skipped. they go find peter Yes, uh, yes, Tom yes, Holland's yes. Peter. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to talk about he's that on, scene. He's on top of this building that he goes to, uh-huh. and Ned and MJ are like, the, the uh, Toby and Andrew ask, "Is there any place that he would go, like just to get away from everyone?" Yeah, it's like they know that his aunt just died. Um, and uh, you know they had and, the Empire State Building. They yep, had the the Chrysler, Chrysler Building. building. Yeah. And uh, they go mm, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> they go. Uh, Thomas and I are running on little sleep. We were out very yes. late seeing this movie. Yes, we um, are. They go find Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Are we good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, they're talking. So we just see MJ and Ned on the roof talking to him. Yeah, give him a hug. They're, they're all crying. And, and MJ's like, hey, there's some people here to see you. And then his spidey sense kind of goes, and he's like, what's going on? Yeah, and he turns around. And like one of the coolest shots in the movie oh, yeah. is the two, uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like coming down from the top of the building, like the mm-hmm. very top of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk to him and they're like, Hey, we know what you're going through. And Tom Holland's like, don't, don't pretend you know what I'm going through. Like I'm going through a lot right now. Yeah. And then they explain their stories and he's like, Oh, yes, you do. You do. Yeah. So what's cool about that is Toby talks about uncle Ben, Which Tom, a- Andrew, could talk about Uncle Ben. Yes, he could. But, but he instead talks about Gwen, him failing to catch Gwen. Yeah, how how that that basically ruined. You know, he he'll never forgive himself for that or yeah. something like that. Andrew Garfield is a great movie crier. Yeah, he just cries on command like four different times in this movie. Tobey Maguire is not. No, he was You're, real fabricated in with uh, his crying in uh, Spider-Man Three when he cries. It's bad. How, do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, when uh, Harry dies. Yeah, and when Uncle Ben dies, and it looks like yeah. the, there's the meme of him where it looks like he's smiling but yeah. he's crying. Yeah, he, he's a very ugly crier. Yes, he is. Um, so then they're basically like, okay, like yeah, we're all Spider-Man. We need to go to the science lab. They get the cures to start working, and then a, a good scene in the movie is when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a good good scene in the movie is when Tom. Peter or Tom, Andrew and Toby are all there. And, uh, MJ says, Hey Peter. And they're all like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Were you talking to him? They all (laughs) say at the same time. And then she's like, no, Peter Parker, do the same thing. Uh, Peter. And then they're just like, give me the computer. Didn't even specify who it is. Um, so that, that was a funny scene. And then, so they have, once they leave the science lab, they have all the cures and then it's time to lure the villains in. Yep. They go to the Statue of Liberty, and that's when we see the great panoramic shot of the Statue of Liberty with them building the Avengers uh, Captain America shield onto it. Yeah, it's in place of the torch. Yes. Um, which we see later that the torch is still there. Yes, it's just the, like over The shield it. is just like, yeah, over the torch. Um, and... Uh, Toby and Andrew were very like important to that scene in the lab though because they know these villains and they like they're saying like that they like they feel like they can uh um so Toby and Andrew were very helpful in that scene in the lab mm-hmm. because they know these villains and like uh Andrew worked alongside Dr. Connors. Yeah. Um 
and he knew Max, the uh, Electro. Mm-hmm. And then Tobey Maguire, like, he helped Sandman. He worked under uh, Dr. Octavius. He knew Norman Osborn really well. So yeah. like, he knows, like, they all know these people. Um, and, like, they, they feel like they can help contribute. And, like, all of them have science backgrounds. Like, they're all super smart. Yeah. So they all feel like they can, like, help contribute to discovering these cures. Um, so then we get the cures. They go to the Statue of Liberty, like you said. Yeah. Um, and they use J. Jonah Jameson, the Daily Bugle, that you see the, like, the video podcast, like, talk show that he has at the, at the end of No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Or a far from home when he exposes his identity from the Mysterio video. Yeah, they use him. Peter, Tom Holland. Peter sends in a video. Like, yeah, like calls into the show basically, and is like, "Hey, I'm here. If these guys want to come get me, like, do it. I ha- I have this box." Um, and it's really funny to see like just like small details with the Daily Bugle because mm-hmm. at the beginning when he's doing his show about Spider-Man, it shows like a behind the scenes shot of him sitting at a table with a single green screen behind him. Yeah. And then like the next part of the movie, he's like in a full studio, has like a whole operations team running like yeah. multiple cameras on him. It just shows like what his coverage of Peter has done. Yeah. Like he's completely like gone viral because of his story on Peter Parker. Exactly. And it almost makes you wonder. Cause like in the uh, original trilogy, J.K. Simmons' portrayal of J. Jonah Jameson, he like he always hates Peter, like he always like or hates Spider-Man, like yeah. always always is after Spider-Man. But now when you see it here, you think, okay, he had these opinions about him, but because they got him so much attention, he's gonna do. So you like it makes you wonder if he actually really hates Spider-Man, or if it or was if he's just, just doing he it because it's, it makes him successful. It probably was. It's it, it seemed like that sense. Yeah. So uh, the villains start to show up. Uh, Electro, Lizard, uh, I believe Electro is the first one. Yes. Lizard shows up a little bit later. I think Sandman shows up right after Electro, right? Yeah, Sandman. And then, um, and that, San, and Sandman's bad now. Sandman was helpful and was good, but he's bad now because he doesn't trust, uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Exactly. And a really cool scene there is they, um, they have a little bit of nostalgia. Each Spider-Man kind of fights their own villain. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tobey Maguire shuts down Sandman. He gives him his cure. Uh, Electro gets his cure from uh, Garfield. Yeah. And, well, actually, Electro gets his cure from uh, Doc Ock. Yeah. Doc Ock rips out his power thing, puts in the cure. He's done for. Because he took a Tony Stark arc reactor. Yes. And that gave him, like, a lot of power. Yeah. And then... um. The last one is Kurt Connors gets his cure from Garf- uh, Andrew Garfield. And, you know, he's like, Dr. Connors, I'm here. Can you hear me? All this stuff. Well, even at, before that, when the the first time they start fighting these guys, they're all fighting different ones and they're not working together and it's not working for them. Yeah. And uh, they're all fighting like they're like villains from their universes. Mm-hmm. And like they're having like a little bit of banter back and forth. They're like, hey, it's me. Like, yeah. And then that's when they decide instead of going one on one on one, they need to go three on one, then three and on just, one. Just pick pick them off. Yeah, and that that is eventually what happens um, through the portal that Ned makes. He he can't close it off. Yeah, he doesn't know how. Yeah, he doesn't know how to close it off. So um, 
And Ned and MJ get pulled into the scene. The, well, the plan was that they were going to draw all the people there. Ned had the portal open. They were going to throw the box to them, close the portal, so the box could not even be touched by the villains. Yeah. Uh, so there, there was a small scene where uh, Tom Holland actually goes into the science lab again, gets chased by the lizard, then they get out. Ned and MJ follow him out. And so now they're all at the Empire State Building, or the, the Statue, Statue of Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. And that's when all the animals basically get compromised. MJ falls. Or, uh, well, Green Goblin shows up. Yeah. MJ Which they, falls. They've cured everyone at this point, right? Yes. Yes, they have. So MJ falls. Garfield uh, eventually is the one who saves her. And so that's a, you know, that's a really reminiscent, cool scene. And then um, day, day starts to break. And uh, it becomes basically a one-on-one. It's Tom Holland versus the Green Goblin on the shield on the ground tom gets uh gets him down starts beating the living crap out of him oh, and he's yeah. not gonna stop no tom holland's angry and he wants revenge for aunt may and he even says oh um green goblin goes oh you were too weak to send me back and kill me and peter's like no i just wanted to do it myself yeah and he beats the shit out of him he does and then it's really cool because he picks up the glider and is about to kill him the same way he died in the original trilogy yeah toby mcguire except this time because the problem was like harry blamed uh peter toby mcguire's peter for uh-huh. killing his dad but really it was norman who did it to himself because he th- he flew the glider at uh toby and toby jumped out of the way yeah and it so, killed him so this time it is peter parker killing norman because he's holding the glider and is getting ready to stab him yeah and then toby mcguire steps in and stops him and is holding it up and for a second tom holland keep like tries to keep going because he's so angry and uh that uh, that's when it happens toby mcguire just is like holding it and like trying to like ease him like like get him to calm down and then we see Green Goblin stabs Tobey Maguire in the back. And see, when that happened, I thought he was going to die. Oh, I did too. I was like, no, because I I really want them to make more Spider-Man movies with those two and like do like stuff that happens after their trilogies. Yeah. Or, I, Andrew Garfield didn't get a trilogy, but yeah, after, their, after their movies. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that'd be very cool if that happened. So... He gets stabbed. They get Norman his cure. And basically, Norman is just out of commission the rest of the movie. He just oh, he sits just, there. Yeah, he just sits there and kind of like reflects on everything that happened. I think so. He's like, he, think, he, he says, say, what did I do? Yeah, he goes, what have I done? Yeah, because you, you remember he always blacks out whenever yeah. he becomes the Green Goblin. So um, it just so yeah, happens. You're getting a lot of mic noise. Oh, sorry. You're good. So um, Garfield comes over and helps McGuire. Basically, that's kind of when we realize like, oh, he's not going to die. Yeah. So he's okay. And then we realize that more people from the other universes are coming into that universe. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stop that is if everyone forgets who Peter is. I don't know how that works, but basically. Well, it's because, so the explanation was they're all coming there because of Peter. So if they don't know who Peter is, they have no reason to come. Exactly. Yeah. And for a second, did you see Rhino? For a second? Yes. You see, like, the silhouette of Rhino, like, in the sky. Yeah. And so uh, they they start to come down. They they don't get down because he does the spell to reverse, like, Peter being... And this means everyone forgets him. And I... And Tom Holland knows that 
Aunt May is gone. Yeah. But all of the Avengers are going to forget who he is. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend's going to forget. Ned's going to forget. Happy's going to forget. Mm-hmm. Even Doctor Strange is going to forget. Yes. So he gives his final goodbyes. He says to you know, the, the two Spider-Mans, like, hey, this was great. Hopefully we can do this again. Which kind of leads into maybe another trilogy. And then all the people start to disappear. Um, All the people from the other universes disappear. It's a lot better of a blip than the one we saw last time. Yes. And so um, then he says to MJ and to Ned, hey, I I love you guys. And then I'll tell you everything. Yeah. He says, "I'll, I'll come find you and tell you everything and like make sure you guys know everything that happened. And, you know, they could have. They could have made it easier on themselves, like right on their arm, like, "Hey, if a dude named Peter would, Parker." I don't know come, if it'd work that way, though. Like, you never know. Well, if you write on your arm, like, "Hey, if a guy named Peter Parker comes and says something to you, he's not lying." <laughs> yeah. But um, so he says, "I love you" to MJ, and she says, "Say it to me next time I see you." And then um, that basically is it. And we cut to do they does he go to Aunt May's grave first or does he, he does okay so he goes to Aunt May's grave first he sees Happy there and then he's like you know how do you know her through Spider Man he also says through Spider Man they have a little bit of a banter back and forth and then he basically says nice to meet you well and Happy talks about like how he lost Tony Stark and he's like it feels the same way to lose someone like exactly this. it doesn't get better yeah is what he says and then so that happens then he goes to the coffee shop and. This is where MJ works. Yes. And it's probably the, you know, everything in that movie, we got our way. We got the double Spider-Man. We got all of the villains to be good again. Not everything could go perfectly though. Yeah. We had to have something not. We did lose Aunt May. Yeah, we did lose Aunt May, but we had to have one more thing just not work out for us. Mm -hmm. And I think. I think everybody kind of knew it was going to happen when he said, you're going to forget me. So he goes in, he sees that they got accepted into MIT, which is good, but he just doesn't have the courage to tell them, you know, Hey, this is who I am. And it basically ends at that, that, you know, they're not, you know, he's Peter Parker. That's MJ. That's Ned. And they're not, they go their separate ways. Yep. He gets his own apartment. I mean, now he's on his own because he doesn't have Aunt May. Uh He gets his own apartment makes a new suit yeah and it's just a regular suit there's no stark tech in it at all and what's cool about him getting his new apartment is we don't see the landlord no but but they say rinse do it the first of the month yeah which it, is like the it, it reminds you of the russian guy that's the landlord in toby mcguire exactly spider-man um so like the i'll give you the rent when you fix the damn door yeah yeah that um, guy so uh we uh he makes his suit and then he swings off into the city, and that's like the last thing that we see before the credits. Yeah, we see uh, we see the Lego version of Emperor Palpatine. And yeah, and that's the last thing we see. Yep. And then we see the post scene, and we see Venom. Tom yeah. Hardy's there. Tom he's Hardy talking is about. Rock. Yeah, he's talking about how everything. Like, where am I? Why am I here? He sees the stuff on the news. Then he gets sent back to his universe, yep. but there's a little bit of the venom left. The symbiote is like on the bar that he was sitting at. Mm-hmm. So that means that it can latch onto somebody else yeah. and bring a venom into this universe. Exactly. Um, so we get a tease that there will be venom. This with 
Tom Holland, everyone forgetting who Tom Holland is, like Tom Holland's Peter Parker is, this makes it really easy for them to do another trilogy not tied to the MCU. Exactly. Because Sony's trying to make their own Spider-Man stuff. Like they have the Venom movies, they have the Morbius movie coming out. Um, they have Into the Spider-Verse and a second Into the Spider-Verse coming out. Okay. So like yeah. Sony's making their own Spider-Man stuff because they own the character. They're making their own Spider-Man stuff that's not attached to the MCU. Mm-hmm. So this makes it really easy for them to do a trilogy without it having ties to the Avengers. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing we've uh, skipped. I think it's Charlie Cox is his name. Uh, Daredevil shows, yes. up, shows up as uh, Peter's lawyer at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and he catches and that, a brick. And that was like the first like reference to like one of the movies that we saw. That, yeah. To like to an outside source that we saw. And like that wasn't even that was his first MCU appearance because it was originally just a Netflix series that was exactly. a Marvel series. And then um, so we get to the second post credit scene, and it's actually not even really a post credit scene; it's, it's more of a, a trailer. Te- it's like a teaser trailer. Yeah, uh, and it's for Doctor like, Strange, yeah, the Multiverse of Madness. Exactly. Yeah, and we see Wanda's in yep, it. Yep, Wanda's there, and then uh, someone tells Doctor Strange that the most dangerous thing is himself. And then we see like an evil version of himself. Yeah. So uh, that leads into what that movie is going to be. It's going to be like a Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange kind of thing. Kind of similar to the, you know, the Captain America versus Captain America scene. Yeah. So that's what it reminded me of. So, um, you know, that no, basically is. No Stanley cameo or reference at all. Unfortunately. Um, which he wasn't in Dark Phoenix either. Yeah. So. Um, they, so I looked it up and they like basically the presidents of Marvel said that they they felt like it was good to have Endgame be his last cameo because mm-hmm. it was like the big finale. Yeah. So. Cause, so oh yeah, because he was not in a Far From Home either or Black Widow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I yeah. didn't, like I didn't even look for it then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was he was in Homecoming as like the the coffee shop owner at the end, right? No, Homecoming. He was the guy. In the apartment that says, don't make me come down there. When is he? Is it? Maybe it's Infinity War when he's the coffee shop owner. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. He's a bus. No, he's the bus driver in Infinity War. Oh, I forget what he's. Yeah. He, he, he's something. He's driving the bus that Ned and Peter are on. Um, so basically that is kind of our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Now we just need to say our rankings. lived up to all the expectations. Uh, I think it exceeded the expectations. So we didn't really go into our categories for rankings. We're just going to – because we didn't take notes. We're just kind of going to – Yeah, this is kind of our raw review. Um, My main complaints are the lizard CGI. Yeah. And then some of the jokes were a little forced. I thought thought some of the dialogue just kind of – it was a little too too forced. Okay. Um, so oh, I'm going to give it a 99. I think it was almost a flawless movie. Uh-huh. I need to go back and watch it though. Cause I'm sure there's stuff that I didn't see. And also because I was so like hyped up about the things that they revealed in the movie. Like it it's hard not... to see the negatives. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my, I think my biggest complaint was I, I was never scared of the villains. I always thought the villains just seemed to way too nice. Uh, uh, aside from the green goblin, yeah, I think that you know Doc Ock never scared me. Uh, Electro was just too much comic relief. Uh, Sandman was always kind of buddy buddy with Peter, anyways. The lizard didn't really do anything, and you know we never see any real damage from the villains aside from Aunt Doc May. Ock. Well, yeah, Aunt May is done, but uh, Doc Ock on the bridge is really the only civilian damage that we yeah. see. 
So the, I think that's my biggest complaint was the villains just weren't it for me. Um, but overall, I think I'm gonna give it a 98. I, I, I you know, last after watching the movie last night, I would have given it a 105. But um, I think that had a little bit to do with the environment, you know, the, the theater, and the excitement. But um, like you said, near flawless movie. Best MCU movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, that was a thing. Like, when they were first filming this movie, I remember Tom Holland said, like, in, in an interview, that this was the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever. Yeah. Because it, it's not Endgame. It's not that much of a crossover. Uh-uh. But in the same way, it's bigger because it brings in people that, like, aren't in the MCU before, like weren't in the MCU before exactly. that we, had, we didn't think was ever a possibility to see them on screen as the same character again. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, without this movie, we never see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man again. We never see Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man again. We never see Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, yep. Alfred Molina's Doc. You know, we, we, the list goes on and on, yep. but Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Um, but amazing references, great comic relief. Charlie Cox is the character. That was, yeah. I, I think so. I think that's his name, yeah. Yeah. I'm, but, um, you know, great comic relief, great references, great battle scenes, um, a lot of nostalgia watching this movie really brought me back to, you know. Uh, Charlie Cox is the actor. Okay, so I had it. Yeah. Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Um, the character's name is Matt Murdock. Yeah, Yeah, Murdock, yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this brought me back to – you know, I watching the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's, you know, growing up. This brought me a lot of nostalgia from that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and the one thing that they said, uh, Electro said to Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, he was like, "You know, you were from Queens. You were cool. Um, Just wish you were black. Yeah, like, I thought you were going to be black. There's yeah. got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere." <laughs> yeah, hinted at Miles Morales. Yeah, which uh, in Spider-Man: Homecoming, Donald Glover. Um, his character in that, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He has like a, he works for Michael Keaton in that one. Mm-hmm. His character is Aaron Davis, which is Miles Morales' uncle. Okay. And in it, he, t- who ends up being the prowler, a villain. Uh-huh. Um, and he talks in that movie, like he says something about his nephew. Okay. So, so there is hints at Miles Morales being in the MCU and being attached to these Spider-Man of, movies. You know, that could be something that eventually yeah. comes to fruition. And, uh, you know, there, there, there could be a, countless amount of people who could play him which tom holland has said before in interviews that he he would play spider-man for the rest of his life oh absolutely yeah yeah so um you give it a 99 i give it a 98 um i think we're in agreement that this is i don't think there's going to be a movie in, I, this is the best movie of 2021 in our opinion oh yeah and I, um this I is think, one of my favorite movies ever, i think really. tom holland deserves to be higher on a lot of people's spider-man rankings Oh, I agree. I yeah. think he's a fantastic Spider-Man. Uh, I think he's the best. I, I think after I think after this trilogy, he's my number one. I think yeah. it goes him, Toby, Andrew. Yeah. Before this movie, I would have had Toby ahead of him. Now See, I have I, him. I was always a Tom believer. I think they got the casting right on Tom. Yeah, I, you know, which I, I'm very excited for Uncharted. Mm-hmm. I'm very very excited for Uncharted. Um, you know, I don't think this movie is going to get any award buzz. Most Marvel movies never do. Yeah. But um it might get like a visual effects maybe. Yeah, it, it it might you know if it falls into the comedy aspect yeah. it might get a you know a best comedy slash musical award. But um overall great movie and um you know Marvel did an incredible job. Yeah. Well, this has been uh our 
I guarantee our longest episode of 35 millimeter. Uh, I am Thomas. That is Zach. And a little bit, a little exciting news for the 35 millimeter podcast. We are in the works of a website. We are in the works of a ranking, uh, kind of a ranking and review, and also a uh, you know a movie generator website. Yeah, um, that's going to be something that we're going to really focus on these next coming months. And so uh, be on the lookout for that. I think it's going to be kind of a tool where you guys can kind of see inside our minds uh, in terms of movies. Get some movie recommendations from us. Yeah, absolutely, and just uh, you know. You're questionable on a movie. Come and you know you come on the website, see what we think of it, and uh, you know see if you would like to you know watch it. All so right. that's something we're really excited Have for. A Merry Christmas, everybody! Absolutely. Thanks for listening.